Hi everyone, welcome back to Bina 007 Movie Reviews after a little bit of a hiatus. So uh, thanks to Amber Rocks for prompting me to get back into podcasting. There's been a flurry of Oscar-nominated movies coming out in the UK over the past couple of weeks. Some of them I'd already seen at the London Film Festival, but I've been catching up on a few of the others. And so there'll be a few episodes coming out over the next few days covering The Big Short, Spotlight, and today, uh, Revenant by Alejandro Inaritu. I think this is the film that I've been most reluctant to see. It struck me that if 2015 was the year of the female action hero, with Rey in Star Wars and the Hunger Games and the Divergent series, that all of that old-fashioned machismo that typically infects Hollywood had been bundled up and placed into this one film called The Revenant, which was going to be men being men out there in the wilderness where all it takes is a knife and a gun and the will to survive, which isn't really my kind of a film. I've also had a bit of a mixed track record with the director of The Revenant. Um, His early films were very earnest, issue films that I felt were incredibly ambitious in what they were trying to say politically, but often at the expense of pacing and character. Um, His characters felt like ciphers. But then he directed Birdman, which if you remember was really fated this time last year. It was one of my favourite films of 2015. I think it's stunning. And part of the reason it was stunning is that the director had taken this small movie theatre and filmed his entire film as if it was in one shot. So he was circling his actors and, you know, using this incredibly fluid, poetic camera work, which I think some found distracting, but I found just absolutely perfect because it got you inside the minds of these characters. And although the setting of The Revenant couldn't be more different than a small theatre, because it is very much a wilderness film, I feel that he has brought everything that he learnt on Birdman to this movie. So again, the fluidity of the camera work. Again and again, you see shots where you're in close up on the face of a main character and you turn almost 360 degrees to look at what he's looking at and then circle back on the actor to see his reaction. And I find that incredibly immersive and expressive in a movie that actually has very little dialogue. So let's start at the beginning. What is this film? Well, it's basically a kind of Western movie, although set in the snow-covered wastes of North America in the 1820s. And a little bit of an obscure gaming reference. If any of you have ever played Empire Total War on Sega, and you will have the opportunity to conquer North America and put in fur-trapping cabins, which make your region very wealthy. But when you do this, what you'll find is that the French are also trying to invade. You've got sort of Native Americans getting at you of various tribes. And um, it's just really a nasty place to be, a very perilous place to be. And so this is really the environment of The Revenant. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Glass, Hugh Glass, um, who was a tracker as well as a bear trapper. And he's leading a party of Americans into territory that is crawling with French and with Native American tribes who evidently are very hostile. And their business is to basically kill bears, trap their furs, take them back and make some money. But this is really sort of cheek by jowl sort of, but this is a really 
cruel and horrific environment in which to be. It's not just that nature is red in tooth and claw, but that man is red in tooth and claw. And I think that's a very strong message that this movie is giving you. And there were times when watching this film, which is peopled almost entirely by men, being incredibly violent to each other, where I thought this is actually just too much to stomach. But I think that's the point. I think that's the point of the movie. I think it's trying to make a point about showing men at their worst, at their most extreme, and what we inflict upon each other, what we inflict upon nature, what we inflict upon indigenous peoples. I mean, it's, in a sense, it's it's a deeply political film, but unlike Inaritu's earlier films, which were so heavy-handed, it does it in a far quieter way. In other words, he's got away from these really talky films where he's telling you, telling you what to think. He's just showing you. He just gives you a particularly savage brutal slice of life on the frontier and says look this is what it was this is how this country was built this is what it meant to take land from people who were already living there and try and get a living from it so it's a long movie two hours and a quarter ish as it opens you see a savage attack by native americans on these trappers and their numbers are sort of reduced to a third of what they were and Inaritu doesn't shy away from showing you the violence of a guy getting shot with an arrow in his forehead or a guy getting clubbed in his face with a foot but you need to see it and it's not in any way egregious or exploitative or you know, he's not doing it just for kicks. He's doing it to make a point about this life. And in this savage attack, the the men are forced to flee on the river. And then there's an argument going on. And the arbitrator is the leader of this troop of trappers, played by Donald Gleason, who is everywhere, right? This is the guy who played General Hux in Star Wars. Great actor. And he's sort of like the voice of arbitration between our antagonist and protagonist. So Leonardo DiCaprio is the protagonist. He is a guy who has lived with a Native American community and has a son who is obviously half Native American and who he's very protective of. And that sort of that protection powers his way through the film. His antagonist is a trapper called Fitzgerald, played by Tom Hardy. And with all the intensity that Tom Hardy brings to his roles, it's really... I know that Leonardo DiCaprio is up for Oscars and whatnot. Tom Hardy, to me, is the best actor. I mean, he is he is the guy who captures this film because he's a very conflicted guy. I mean, on one hand, you could say he's almost sort of psychopathic insofar as he seems to exhibit such a self-interested ruthless will to survive that he will do almost anything including leaving an injured Leonardo DiCaprio to die in this wilderness but at the end of the day you've got to look at him as a product of his environment too and as the movie goes on you see that he was a guy who grew up in Texas he has been scalped by Native Americans and survived so he is very ethically compromised, but he has also both inflicted and been inflicted by great violence. And I guess it really makes you question really how you feel about the character. I think he's by far Fitzgerald, the most interesting character in the film, far more so than Leonardo DiCaprio's character. So they suffer this initial attack by the Indians. Um, they're then trying to sort of scamper back to the camp through horrible wilderness and there's a there's a savage grizzly bear attack and Leonardo DiCaprio is ripped almost to shreds and again this is shown on film it's just a tour de force of cinematic 
filming, acting, the way they've incorporated the CGI of the bear. It's just amazing. It's one of the best films of cinema I think you can see as a set piece. But I have to warn you, if you're at all squeamish, do not go and see this film because it's a grim scene. It comes 20 minutes in after this horrific attack and it is by far not the last of the grim stuff you will see. And then you basically get the story of you know, Leonardo DiCaprio trying to find his way back. He's injured. He's on his own. You've got Fitzgerald, his un- his antagonist, also trying to find his way back and, and, you know, various parts of the plot unfold. But there is not much dialogue. It really is about men against men, men against the elements and and just the rationale for what it is that you're doing here. At one point, Donald Gleason's character, the leader of the Trappers, asks Tom Hardy's character, Fitzgerald, you know, what's more important to you, the, the the skins, the money that we could get from them, or your life? I mean, are you going to stay here to be attacked by Native Americans or you, and just because you want these skins, or will you come with us and try and find safety? And he says, what's life? You know, what's life to me? I have no life. All I have is my need to make a living, to scratch out a living. So I think The Revenant is a great film. It's a searing film. It's a tough watch. Um, at times, I did feel that when we were alone with Leonardo DiCaprio, sometimes the pacing was too slow for me. There's a limit to how much I could be pummeled by this stuff. And I felt that I got to that limit about an hour through this movie. So from that perspective, I feel the movie is perhaps a little bit overlong. There are also, if you wanted to be uncharitable, moments where it jumps the shark. Um, you know, as I was getting more bored through the center of this movie, there's a bit where Leonardo DiCaprio is like sort of eating a raw fish to survive and I thought "Mm, that's a little bit golem and there's another little bit in the movie that um, I'm not going to spoil but I'll just leave you with the word horse and if you watch the movie and you get to that scene you'll know what I mean it's a little bit hoth I'll just put it that way Um, so yeah (laughs) it's one of those performances I feel from Leonardo DiCaprio that's crying out for an award he's pushed himself to the limits he wants it but actually this is not a movie about the performances although massive kudos to Tom Hardy and actually to Will Poulter who plays his sidekick um, that young British actor who seems to have this knack of picking really good films and, and he always has these sort of second or third roles but he's really impressive in them but for me this film it's about the cinematography it's about the direction, it's about the use of the camera. And for those of you who are cineasts, if I tell you that it has moments where it rivals Terence Malick just for the sheer beauty of the photography and the way it uses imagery of memory and family, it's, it's quite moving. But it also has elements of Werner Herzog and Klaus Kinski. You know, what is the director gonna put his actors through? So The Revenant is a great film. It's a film I really admire for its visual style, for its commitment to doing what it wants to do. It's a film I really admire for Tom Hardy's performance. I'm not sure I can say it's a film I I enjoyed. I'm not sure it's a film you do enjoy. It's one that wants to awe you and impress you. And I do think it had some pacing problems in its sort of middle section. But for sure worth seeing and if you can see it on a big screen this is one of those movies that cries out for you to enjoy the the majesty of cinema on the biggest screen you can possibly find so with that i'll leave you to enjoy the revenant um if you agree or disagree with my take feel free to leave a comment on the blog at bina007.com or tweet me at bina007 you know how far i came from 
Same as that elk, when they get afraid, they run deep into the woods. I got him trapped, he just, he doesn't know it yet. How can you be so sure? I think I have everything to lose. I can't let you go back out there, not again. I ain't afraid to die anymore. I've done it already. The Revenant has a running time of 156 minutes and is rated R. The film is on release pretty much globally. It has yet to be released in early February in Indonesia, Philippines, Brazil, Singapore, Thailand, Spain, Vietnam, South Africa. It's out in France and characteristically late on February 24th, India on February 26th and Japan on April 22nd. Thank you for listening.